It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal. Talking BYU sports, we have revealed the winner of our quarterback GOAT, greatest of all time bracket. Not a surprise who the winner was, I think, for most people. We'll talk about that. We'll also get to some news about a neutral site game that's reportedly in the works for BYU basketball this coming season, as well as talking a little bit about the missionary crunch that BYU football could face this fall with up to 18 scholarship athletes potentially looking to return to the BYU football program. We'll talk about the headache it's creating for BYU football as well. So a lot to get to on a Monday edition of the show. Thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where, of course, the motto is your team every day. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get it going here. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 6th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download this podcast, focus on all things BYU sports. Kicking off today's show, we're going to reveal the winner of our quarterback all-time bracket. Uh, if you guys don't know, we were running this on Twitter. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. You also can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. And of course, the show, as you guys probably know, if you don't, is available everywhere podcasts can be found. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, the Google Play Store. So make sure to hit that follow button if you're listening to us on Spotify. Hit that subscribe button on Apple iTunes. That way you never miss an episode of this podcast as we talk BYU sports with you. All right, kicking off today's show, our bracket over the last two weeks that we ran we brought the top 16 quarterbacks in BYU football history and voted on them bracket style you guys were the ones that determined the winner of that bracket and unsurprisingly our finalists were both Jim McMahon and Ty Detmer what may be surprising to some of you is how big of a winner our winner was on today's podcast. I was surprised with the results myself. Looking at it, I was like, are you serious? This is how it's going to shake out? But hey, like I said, this was going to ultimately be your guys' decision, you the listener's decision, who got to vote on this. And as a result of this, so with 73% of the votes in the final, Ty Detmer is the Locked On Cougars' greatest of all time BYU quarterback. I suppose that should be unsurprising. The guy who won the Heisman Trophy, the lone Heisman Trophy winner in BYU football history, a guy who passed for over 15,000 yards in his collegiate career, obviously engineered that upset of number one ranked Miami in 1990. One of the great uh, quarterbacks of all time in just college football history. Uh, when he had his uh, 15,031 yards officially with BYU, was the most passing yards by a quarterback in NCAA history. It's been passed, I think, four or five times now, but it still is a top 10 mark to think that it was over 30 years, almost 30 years ago when he wrapped up his career in 1991. 
just phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. 958 completions out of 1,530 pass attempts. Like I mentioned, the 15,031 passing yards, 121 touchdown passes. But the interesting part about all this is that uh, Ty Detmer, I think, was a beneficiary of a lot of quarterbacks who came before him. Of course, he put up monster statistics. He won the Heisman Trophy, the Maxwell Award. He won the Davy O'Brien Award twice in 1990 and 1991. He was the UPI Player of the Year in 1990, a two-time consensus All-American, as well as a Heisman Trophy finalist in 1991 as a senior after he won it as a junior in 1990. So one of the best of all time. There's no doubt about that. But my quibble with this, and uh, you guys may disagree with this is I felt like Ty Detmer it was almost a a legacy award in a way for uh, BYU to get him that award because other quarterbacks who had come before him were speaking of the Jim McMahons, the Steve Youngs, the the Mark Wilsons, the Gary Scheide, Gifford Nilsson. All of those quarterbacks in the 1970s and early 1980s really helped set the stage that Ty Detmer could win this award. Because we saw guys like Jim McMahon finish in the top three in Heisman Trophy voting. Same with uh, Steve Young. I believe Mark Wilson even finished in the top five, if I'm not mistaken. So... Ty Detmer was the beneficiary of a lot of guys who came before him, but he took it to the next level. So I completely understand why he would be voted as the greatest of all time in a BYU uniform. Had I had it my way, had this been Jake Hatch's greatest of all time quarterback bracket, I would have picked Jim McMahon. I felt like he set 70 NCAA records during his career, and obviously Ty Detmer set a bevy of his own while he was a BYU Cougar. But I just felt like... uh, Jim McMahon came about in an era and stood out in such a unique way at BYU that he deserves to be the greatest of all time in my mind. I never saw Jim McMahon play with my own eyes in college. I did see Ty Detmer. I was very young, but I do remember seeing him play football for BYU. So I have seen Ty Detmer with my own eyes in a BYU uniform. I have never seen, outside of watching videos and games, of what uh, Jim McMahon did. I think the one thing that will forever stick with me is the story about Jim McMahon. And we're going to effort to get him on the podcast at some point. Uh, He's a hard guy to get a hold of. I've been working on this for some time, pulling back the curtain a little bit. But uh, the thing that strikes me as setting Jim McMahon apart was his sheer iron will to win games. And I'm not saying that Ty Detmer didn't have this, but you remember back the stories about the 1980 Holiday Bowl between BYU and SMU. They rallied to win this game, and uh, essentially Lavelle Edwards and the rest of the team had given up, and they sent the punt team on on a fourth down, and Jim McMahon essentially told them, get your bleeps back on the sideline. We're going for it here. Just the sheer will and desire to win games, and he engineered one of the greatest comebacks in NCAA football history that just gets overlooked all the time. I don't get it. Maybe it was just because it wasn't on national TV that people don't pay attention to it as much as they should. But I just felt like uh, Jim McMahon was great. So Ty Detmer uh, finished his college career with 59 NCAA records, tied for three others. Uh, Had you included his statistics from bowl games, Detmer amassed 16,206 passing yards and 127 touchdown passes. So in terms of record set, Jim McMahon has more record set. But in terms of yardages, 
obviously when you what start parts of all four of your seasons at BYU you're the full-time starter for three of them you're gonna put monster numbers speaking of Ty Detmer and that's what he did so congratulations to Ty Detmer the greatest of all time according to our listeners here on Locked On Cougars as the greatest BYU quarterback in program history who knows if there ever will ever be another player of the caliber of Ty Detmer in a BYU uniform but you can hope there could be because just what he did in a BYU uniform was phenomenal. I'd like to see an opportunity for another quarterback at some point to come in and have that type of a career. I think the closest we've seen uh, to a Ty Detmer in recent days is a tie between Max Hall and John Beck. They went back-to-back as uh, BYU quarterbacks. Beck with uh, parts of four seasons started games, and then obviously Max Hall with three straight seasons starting. He's the winningest quarterback in BYU history. So pretty impressive stuff all the way around, and congratulations once again to Ty Detmer. And Maybe one day we'll have another quarterback who comes in and can challenge and be in that top 16 field. Maybe Zach Wilson can be that guy if he's able to lock down the starting spot and have a couple of stellar seasons here. You never know. I think there's talent there for, for not for Max Hall, for Zach Wilson to be a guy who could definitely challenge for a spot like that. It's just a matter of it all coming together for him and him being able to put up the numbers that would be required to put himself into that pantheon of greats in BYU uniforms. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll stay with the BYU football theme. Uh, We'll talk about the return missionaries, the number of them on scholarship as well as preferred walk-ons or just walk-ons in general that have returned from missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, how BYU might handle this, and just a list of guys who may be looking to enroll early, etc. We'll talk about that here in a second, and also need to get to some BYU basketball news here in just a little bit as well. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, listening to this podcast is really simple to do. A lot of you are still under that state home order, working from home, and you're trying to kind of figure out your new way of doing things. You're not commuting as much. Well, I want to encourage you guys, use your smart devices, your smart speakers, your smartphones. Tell them, play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast, and that way you can stay up to date on everything going on in BYU Sports News. I told you guys that we're only required here on the network for the time being to do three episodes a week. I'm going to endeavor to do five episodes a week. I'm going to endeavor to do every day as we have been doing for the majority of of the time we've been a podcast. But I want to encourage you guys to continue to subscribe, rate, and review the show, but also make sure to tell your smart device to help you listen to it. Play the latest episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast is all you have to tell your smart device, and we'll be right there with you guys. So thanks in advance for your continued support of the podcast. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, Jay Drew from the Deseret News does a great job covering the BYU football program. He's a good friend of mine, and he did a great piece last week talking about the missionary crunch that BYU football could be facing this fall if a number of the missionaries who are home from their missions temporarily or have been temporarily temporarily uh, reassigned are how they're going to go about things because you have 47 total missionaries 
who are members of the BYU football program serving missions, and they're spread out all over the world. 18 of them, according to what Jay Drew is writing, are scholarship athletes, athletes who have been guaranteed a scholarship by BYU after completing their missionary service, and then uh, 24 other athletes who are walk-ons or preferred walk-ons, and the difference between those two, if you don't know, a walk-on is a player who showed up for tryouts at the beginning of a semester and impressed the coaches enough to be put on the roster. Preferred walk-ons are athletes out of high school, etc., who were approached by the coaches and said, hey, if you'll come here and pay your way to start your career, we will guarantee you a roster spot. So you're guaranteed to be on the team. You just don't have a scholarship to begin your career. You can earn one down the road. There have been a number of uh, BYU players who have earned scholarships, uh, but they have to prove that they're capable of that. Well, with all these missionaries, a lot of them serving outside the country, they've been returned home uh, just due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And it's going to make for an interesting situation for BYU because with the new rules on missionary service, Uh, You can defer your mission for up to 12 to 18 months here before going out with a new end date. Well, if you decided to wait a year or maybe a year and a half, would you decide to go back to school for a year and maybe look to play football right away for another year or so while you're waiting to go back on out on your mission? It makes for an interesting scenario for BYU because amongst the athletes on scholarship, you have one, two, three, I have six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 of the missionaries, excuse me, 16 of the missionaries that are apparently scholarship athletes for BYU are serving missions outside the the United States. Uh, missionaries serving in the United States have been quarantined in their apartments, have been asked not to go out and, and proselyte, so they are stuck at home. Guys like Bruce Mitchell is one of them, a athlete from South Summit High School in Camas, Utah, uh, and then Connor Pay, an offensive lineman from Washington, D.C. Well, those other athletes have been returned home. They have the option now of either ending their missionary service, and they have to determine this by the end of this month, April 30th. They could go back out when it's safe to do so. They have an end date of whenever their end date is set for, or you can defer. If I'm BYU's coaching staff, I'm telling a number of these athletes, if you could hold on to your end date and go back out on your mission, get temporarily reassigned, or go back out to your mission field when you're able to do that, it'd really help us out and make sure that you have a scholarship available when you return home or whenever your mission service ends. As it stands right now, you could have a number of guys who said, you know what, I'm done. I want to get back to playing football. And BYU's coaching staff may have to tell them, okay, we understand that you want to play football and we will do our best to get you a scholarship at some point. But for the time being in the interim, we need you to be a preferred walk-on and pay your way until we can free up a scholarship for you. This is just going to be a logistical nightmare for BYU football, and I don't know how they're ultimately going to dig themselves out of it. Will they lose some athletes out of this potentially? I would think so, and you can guarantee that there are going to be programs, not going to say that it's right, they're going to be recruiting even with these guys still considered to be missionaries telling them, hey, you may not have a scholarship at BYU, but we got a free scholarship for you here if you want to come to this university. Remember us when we recruited you as a high school athlete? This could be both a blessing and a curse for BYU because you have a number of athletes who could come in and help bolster the ranks for BYU football. But alas, you could also have some guys who say, you know what, if you don't have a scholarship for me, I'm sorry, coach, I've got to go somewhere else where they'll pay my way for school. I can't just afford right now to pay for school. 
I'm hopeful that we have more of the former situation where we where you have athletes who say, I understand the situation that you're in. Speaking of the BYU football program, I'm willing to still play for BYU and I'll make sure I take care of my end of the bargain by paying my way, etc. for the time being until you can get me on scholarship. This is a very, very tenuous situation at best because BYU obviously you have 105 roster spots uh, during fall camp that you can work with, and then you can expand that roster out to 123 once school begins. So how many guys are going to decide that they're done with their mission, they want to just get back into school, get back to playing football, and how many will you be able to balance with the guys already in the program? I... I look at this and it's almost a no-win situation for BYU football because you're going to make some people upset, honestly, because you're going to have guys who are going to think, you know what, I, I did my time, I've served the Lord, I want to go back and play football. And when the coaches say, hey, we understand that you want a scholarship, but we don't have one for you right now, there could be some hard feelings there. I know that Kalani Sitake and his staff are going to do their absolute best to kind of assuage any fears for people, make sure that they let people know this is the situation we're in. And I'm obviously hoping that they're petitioning the NCAA saying, hey, this is a hardship situation that we find ourselves in. We're willing to foot the extra cost it would take to put these athletes on scholarship, but we need to be able to have that expanded roster to absorb them for the time being. Here's my opinion is the NCAA isn't going to play ball with that because the NCAA apparently thinks that BYU is a personal whipping boy, it seems like, recently. So it's just you look at this on its head and you think, man, this couldn't have come at a worse time for BYU because they already were facing a scholarship crunch because they're looking at numbers. Uh, There were some decisions made in past seasons where numbers weren't managed as well as they could have been, and they've definitely got themselves in trouble. And now you have 47 potential guys coming back off missions before fall camp this fall if we have fall camp that may decide hey you know what I want to play football again it's just a logistical nightmare for BYU and I don't envy uh, Jason Ayu and the rest of the BYU coaching staff the off the field staff the recruiting staff who has to now have to balance okay are we going to take a scholarship away from this athlete to give it to this athlete who may be coming in off a mission if I'm BYU, I'm preaching patience, and Kalani Sitake's already talked about this. We're preaching patience to all these athletes if they decide they want to come home early or just they want to end their mission service right away and join the football program. You've got to preach patience to them. You've got to help them understand the situation BYU finds themselves in. It's always a difficult thing for BYU more than almost any other program around the country to balance the incoming guys coming off missions as well as guys going out, etc. It's just the, the balancing of scholarships is near impossible to stay on top of it feels like and this situation makes it even more difficult it looks like for the Cougars and here's hoping they can balance it out hopefully get some of the athletes uh, to understand where they stand and hopefully some of these athletes decide you know what I can go back out on a mission be temporarily re- reassigned finish out my mission service and then I'll come back when it, when it's time for me to do so and I'll be on scholarship then you've got to do everything you can to help people understand if you're the BYU football program the situation you're in while also pursuing every lead and that means approaching the NCAA about maybe a potential hardship exemption for a year or two to help balance out these rosters because You don't want to lose athletes, and BYU, heaven knows, needs as many athletes as they possibly can get. And you can guarantee some of these guys on missions. We're thinking of some of the bigger names. Let's think of guys uh, like Chase Roberts from American Fork High School, Viliami Tausinga, Connor Pei from uh, Lone Peak High School, Tyson Lewis from there in Davis-Weaver County. 
you have Jacob Conover, one of the bright uh, quarterback prospects BYU's had in recent history, as well as a guy like Kate Albright, a pass rusher from Southern California. You can guarantee there are other programs looking at the same. BYU could find themselves having some odd guys out. Can we pick off one or two of them and help bolster our own rosters? It's going to make for an interesting situation, and I don't envy anybody with the BYU football program right now as they try and navigate it. But I do hope that they can balance it all out, and hopefully everybody can get on the same page and keep everything rolling together and stay on the same page together because that's the biggest thing is you want to see these athletes get their opportunities uh, to prove what they can do, but you also don't want to lose them to a program because you didn't have a scholarship. So it just... Man, I I know I'm rambling on here about this, but it makes for a very, very unique situation in BYU football history. Obviously, we're all living in a unique time in history, obviously, with this COVID-19 pandemic. But looking at just the football program as a microcosm of this, BYU's found themselves maybe looking at a potentially just unparalleled situation when it comes to missionary service and I'm hoping that they can get things balanced out and I expect that there may be some casualties of this and how casualty maybe isn't the right word for it but there could be some guys who end up going to other programs as a result of this and it's unfortunate but it's also the reality that BYU is dealing with so there you go some of the situation when it comes to BYU you can go to DeseretNews.com or Deseret.com and read up on Jay Drew's work on this he did a great job compiling the list of missionaries who are scholars athletes, as well as guys who are walk-ons or preferred walk-ons who could potentially be uh, facing a decision here with BYU football. All right, coming up here in just a second, we'll switch gears to talk some BYU basketball. Pretty high-profile game apparently in the works for BYU that uh, Mark Pope had alluded to last week on the radio. We'll get to that here in just a second. Before we do that, though, I encourage you guys to check out our new podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and that is Chad Ford's Big Board. Chad Ford, obviously a long-time NBA draft analyst for ESPN. Fun fact, he's actually a non-missionary, a professor at Brigham Young University, Hawaii. Does a great job uh, teaching out there. So he has a connection to BYU. He's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, he has a new podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network that's previewing the NBA draft. Does a great job. A new episode dropping today on Monday. Check it out. Locked On Podcast Network's brand new show, Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. A fantastic Fantastic, fantastic podcast if you're interested in the NBA draft and the prospects who could be in this year's draft. Check it out. Chad Ford's NBA Big Board, a big part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. As we wrap up a Monday edition of Locked on Cougars, got some BYU basketball news for you guys that we wanted to talk about. BYU reportedly will take on Arizona State on December 19th at Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix. Mark Pope was on with DJ and PK in the morning last week and said that, hey, we have a game in the works in our non-conference schedule that's going to be played in Phoenix. Well, here it is. John Rothstein from CBS Sports saying that Arizona State will be BYU's opponent in that that game on December 19th. 
19th. Looks like it may be part of a doubleheader with Gonzaga and Texas Tech. Some, some pretty high-profile names in these games. Talking Stick Resort Arena is obviously the home of the Phoenix Suns, so has a big uh, following down there in the Valley of the Sun, obviously, with a number of BYU fans living down there as well. BYU should be well represented against the hometown Arizona State Sun Devils in that game. Of course, the Sun Devils and the Cougars last played in December 2008. Charles Abu apparently had hit a buzzer beater to help BYU beat Arizona State in that game, and I'm still convinced to this day, what are we, 12 years removed from that almost, that that shot was good. I know that they didn't have a camera angle or a clear enough shot to see if the ball was out of his hand. I thought it was. I'm, that's, I may be biased on that, but I thought it was good. But uh, Charles Abu's buzzer beater waved off. James Harden, now a star for the Houston Rockets, played in that game and was getting all kinds of calls. Holy smokes. NBA continuation calls. It was a foreshadowing of his NBA career, by the way. 30 points in the win uh, for that for Arizona State in that win for BYU 12 years ago. Uh, Sun Devils this past season, 21-10 and 10 overall. Bobby Hurley, the former Duke star, is their head coach. He's a, he's a character on the sideline. There is no doubt about that, but that's not to say that Mark Pope isn't a character on the sideline when he wants to be as well. So I think this is a fantastic setup, a great game put together here for BYU, another quality non-conference opponent. Uh, Pac-12 team. Uh, BYU has non-conference games set up with Utah, Utah State, UVU, Weber State, Boise State, and also playing that Junkanoo Jam in the Bahamas against Boston College, Tulsa, and George Mason. There's still multiple games to be announced over the coming days and months, but looking like BYU is putting together another solid non-conference schedule for themselves as they seek to rebuild in the aftermath of losing seven seniors off this year's team. But you get games like this. It's a big-name opponent. It'll probably be on network television or at least big cable network television let's say ESPN or the like and having Arizona State on your roster or on your lineup is never a bad thing for BYU because like I said there are a number of fans down there in the Valley of the Sun they'll be showing up wearing BYU blue in that game so look forward to that December 19th reportedly BYU and Arizona State at Talking Stick Resort Arena down there in Phoenix. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Like I said, we are going to endeavor to carry you guys through this downtime without sports each and every day with BYU Sports, have interviews, some position previews. We'll come up with some stuff. We'll have a lot of fun, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I enjoy bringing it to you guys. A reminder for you guys, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at LockedOnCougars. Follow my personal Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch. And anytime you want to drop the show a note, feel free to do so locked on byu at gmail.com tomorrow is a hashtag twitter tuesday taking your guys's questions on twitter so send them in now we'll answer them on tomorrow's edition of the podcast make sure you guys have your questions regarding byu sports or otherwise answered on the locked on cougars podcast enjoy whatever's left of your monday stay at home stay safe make sure you guys are staying healthy hopefully all are well and we will talk to you guys soon this has been the locked on cougars podcast for april 6th 2020 we We will talk to you tomorrow. Members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad 
free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.